OTB GAA. Hurling games, all we can do is do our absolute best, and but we have to dust ourselves down and we have to go again. Just be the best that you can be after that. Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Dad Pod. Well, this is a video thing as well. Have a name. Podcast. Oh, midlife crisis. Howdy, daddy. Mm. Midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Dadcast. That's not bad, actually. Dadcast with Nivea Men. Try Ireland's number one skincare brand. Yes, 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 you are very welcome along to this week's episode of Dadcast. Uh, all the dads are here, nearly in glorious Technicolor. Dave is here. Hi, lads. Nathan is here. Hey, Chair. Adrian is not here, but he is here. Adrian. Howdy. You're remote. You, you didn't get the memo. You did get the memo. He just refused to come in. He doesn't, he doesn't love us. Well, he's picked his actual children well, over our us. producer Catherine would argue that we didn't get the memo. That you know, none of us were meant to be here. We have, uh, we we should, um, uh, as always, thank our producer for the first time, probably thank our producer Catherine and of course Emma, who's working out there. Uh, she now hates us more than she hates the Golf Weekly crew, well, I which don't is, think so. which is, <laughs> no, what? No, don't be ridiculous. She says, "Wow, that's it." <laughs> It's getting close, though. No, it's not getting close. You've got years of chiselling away at her. Well, in fairness, we keep this to a reasonable length, I suppose, which, yeah. you know, the entire day isn't gone. Anyway, how are you? Yeah, good. Uh, Dadcast is in partnership with Nivea Men. Want to feel great in your skin? Nivea Men has you covered from sensitive, tailored skincare to cleansing and anti-age. Try Ireland's number one men's skincare brand. Uh, how are you, Adrian Barry? I'm good, yeah, good. Um, I'm glad to see uh, Nathan has switched on and uh, it's got my back there. Thank you, Nathan. What do you mean switched on? About the fact that we were all meant to be at home. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, But all is good. Yeah. Yeah. Some interesting topics. Dave's been busy over the last um, half an hour uh, picking up some (laughs) topics. Well, I did wake up this morning and remember it was my week to come up with a couple of topics. So kind of try to phone it in. Although I have made a huge effort to be here in the presence of two of the other dads, so I, I think that cancelled out my lack of application when it came to putting the topics together. I think it's important that maybe we, we address the reason why you're in the in the city centre. You've just had a, a, a an experience. <laughs> Not an experience I got to discuss in the Dadcast. Are you sure? Yeah, positive. Really? I didn't well, hear it might, about might this. Be, it might be, uh, might be good Dadcast material. Um, well, it's more just... jokes are terrible, Dave, so you better give us something. It's more just ageing men material. Well, you get to a certain point uh, in your life that when you visit the doctor, additional procedures occur that may not have taken place if you were to visit said doctor in your teens or 20s. I think that's as far as we're willing to discuss it. Uh, Adrian's always keen to talk about this. Yeah. yeah this come is on, Dave. We, we've You're had friends. <laughs> Every, anybody out there? Turn that up a bit more out there, so the whole news talk office can hear exactly what they're talking <laughs> Any about. Any dads out there? Be just great. Or non-dads that who may listen to us, because there have been one or two of those in the past. We'll know what we're talking about. Since I, um, since we discussed this, what I understand to be the topic that we're actually talking about, um, is that right? On the show a few weeks ago, you you just explain for anybody who is just new to the I'm business. I'm lost. Go on. Okay. So we. I'll take the lead here. Dave might uh, Dave might join in. I lead off there. Uh, we're on the way. <laughs> uh, anyway. uh, no, we discussed a few weeks ago. I was sort of asking about. I had decided that I was going to get a. I could be in the total wrong postcode here, so feel free to shoot me down. But I was going to get a, a prostate check. Oh yeah. So I went to the doctor, and we discussed about the um, traditional oh, yeah. method of having a prostate exam. And when I, which is, so I'm concerned of interest to get Dave's input now, because when I 
when we discussed all that out in the open I went to the doctor and the and I was getting ready for the, for the procedure and the doctor was like oh just take some bloods and uh, we'll send those off and um, stand up there stop bending down there Adrian that's right that's how it um, put your back on what? <laughs> <laughs> oh what yeah so that was what I understood to be uh, the latest methodology for testing yeah there you go that's it so it was a blood test yeah, but there's a blood test done in a certain way after, after, afterwards, you know. Okay. There's no need to go into the detail. But if you are, I'm 43 years old. If you go to the doctor about any sort of an ailment, there's a very good chance that... Um, You're dying. Be, <laughs> very good chance that certain things are going to be checked, and rightly so. Men do yeah. need to get these things checked with far more regularity and accept the fact that you are getting older. You did seem quite cheery this morning when I met you <laughs> remarkably so uh, you, you were you have sent some stuff through for us this week Dave a couple of things uh, one of them I think was, um, was it Tanya Sweeney in the Indo was talking mm. about missing the moments of like those last few moments that you have it's kind of we, we've talked about this a bit before Bruce Springsteen was talking about uh, facing your own mortality you know standing on the train tracks and the white light is coming towards you and you have this intense moment of clarity you've had that moment of clarity about while you're in it <clears throat> yeah lamenting the fact that this is going to pass this too shall pass. yeah we have talked about this quite recently as well but it's just it's just that it's one of those kind of dad task dad cast topics that is presenting itself on a weekly basis in my own life when I'm spending time with the two boys and um, Tanya Sweeney was just talking about well she was actually specifically discussing words that your children will mangle as they continue to develop their grasp of the English language um, I mean my eight year old I think there's only one word that he mispronounces now and I know that that's going to go pretty soon yeah. six year old a couple of other ones obviously words like hospital for example is you have to write it down otherwise you forget them yeah we well, had I'd, a list for a couple of years ago and wrote them down they always bring us great joy yeah but like we had porridge groats for a while which we will still say. But do you ever find yourself correcting your child's pronunciation of a word and saying to yourself, like, if you keep correcting them, they're going to get it right and yeah. that word will no longer be in your life? Yeah. No. I, I think they're going to... They're going to learn. Yeah. Like we, when we're, we're in the pool, to, uh, I bring them to maybe the pool once or, once or twice a month and... The young girl in particular loves if I grab one of those uh, long uh, cylindrical floats and then we do an obstacle course so they have to beat each other and jump and how, see how far they can jump into the pool. Or What do you call the long cylindrical floats? I don't know what they're called. What, what do you Flumes? Call them are they? No. No, they have a name that's not going to... Uh, spaghetti. They're spaghetti. Something. No. no. Yeah, we, we call them rainbows. Okay. Oh, they have Why? an actual name. It looks, it's in the shape of a rainbow when it's bent properly. <laughs> okay. Fair what enough. Look, well, whatever. Noodles. Noodles. Isn't that what they're called? Oh, that's noodles. their official, Sorry, yeah. that's that's their official title. Yeah. But he, I can't remember what he calls it, but he mangles the word obstacle. It's like something like ost- obstacle, or no, that's the correct pronunciation. But there's only two or three of those words left. And Tanya Sweeney, was, she was r- kind of re- reminiscing about the times where when the children were really young, that she was really looking forward to the day that life would just be easier because they're toilet trained and they can verbalise what they want from you and they're sleeping properly. And now she's thinking, well, now the kids are at that stage where life... They don't need life, me anymore. Yeah, easy. Yeah. So they, A, they don't need you anywhere near as much anymore and B, you are now understanding that you spent a lot of those earlier years wishing for the later years. For a while, when we were learning Ireland's call, it sounded a little bit like from the four proud Protestants of Ireland, <laughs> which has always made me smile. I'm trying to understand. That's my house right there. Who would the four be? 
<laughs> for a bit. I was like Oscar Wilde, Jack Boothman. Are there, are there other it's one that you've been singing about in here? Anyway, uh, so we shouldn't correct them. I don't think. I don't think so either. Like, what's the I point? So. It's a waste of time. It's oh, a reflex me, action, I know though. more than you do because I'm but, old. But, but, but do you not want to help them do things properly? There's not an innate sense of uh, I'm here to assist your development. They go to school. They learn this stuff. But a I, teacher's never going to really pull them up on the pronunciation of a word. How does that work when you're coaching them in the back garden to play football? I mean, mind you now, straight away, as soon as I start going, this is what you should do. And I go, sorry, what? No. What do you know? Well, I often, the younger guy in particular, he gets angry when I say, no, hang on, just give me the ball for one sec. I want to show you what it is you're trying to do here. And he just goes, what? No. But how will you know know how to do it if you don't let me show you how to do it? And he just gets angrier and angrier. Because he'll eventually just go out by himself and play a little bit and learn from his own mistakes. Yeah, I mean, I find the same with, like, uh, trying to get them to take medicine that's going to make them stop feeling sick. But then they continue to feel sick because they won't take the medicine. And you're like, if you would just take the medicine, and then I get very, very angry with that. Yeah. It's like a like you need to you need to help yourself. I I I need to learn some control over that because I don't have. Oh, it's, I don't like I don't like strawberry. I like the orange flavor. Or it's like walking to school in the middle of winter. I'm freezing. My hands are freezing. Okay, here's a pair of gloves. No, I don't want gloves. Okay, will you put your coat on? No, I don't want to put my coat on. What about your woolly hat? No, I'm not wearing a hat. At that point, you say, don't tell me you're cold again. If there's anybody who's cold, go find someone who gives gives a shit. Because I no longer care if you are cold. I provided you. I've I've actually brought all of the utensils that will allow you to feel warmer. They're in the bag. If you're unwilling to put put them them on, on, go talk to someone else. It's the same with like football socks at, at football matches. It's the same with Under Armour when it was cold three weeks ago. Sick for two weeks after it. I'm like, I mean, I hate to say I told you so, <laughs> but I actually did <laughs> predict <laughs> this exact thing was going to happen. Yeah. Football matches is a major bone of contention in my house. And I am firmly of the belief that the fact that maybe they're just nine, you know, he should be able to get himself ready for the football match and it's on him to have his shin guards to have his boots all of that and I'm like you spent all week literally from Mondays who are we playing the weekend what time's the game who's on my team where are we going What's that? and then it's half an hour before leaving and he's like sitting on the couch like, you gonna get ready oh, you gonna put on your socks oh, can you get my socks can you get my jersey two minutes it's like just get if you're not into it but uh, am I, is that too much pressure for a nine year old should I expect them to be able to I, I went away last two weekends ago and a message went out. No, um, there was a uh, family outing, um, and the kids were left behind. And they'd go to a match, and a message went out. Uh, the usual, make sure you your shin guards. And then the message came out: oh, somebody didn't bring their shin guards. It was my son who didn't bring their shin guards. <laughs> now I wasn't there. I was like, how did you not forget? Remember your shin guard? Oh yeah. Wait, oh, what age your shin guards from? What? What age do you have to wear shin guards from? Oh, well, I'd say they should be wearing them from once they start going up because when they get whacked in the shin, you know, it will ease the pain somewhat. Uh, there's still no referees at under 10, but the odd time you'll come across, the other coach might be a referee and will say... In soccer, you need them. They're you're, you're, meant to, you're meant to be wearing them. But oh, are they? Okay. Right. Same way, mouth, had- mouth guard is mandatory in the Gaelic football. Yeah, it's <coughs> mandatory as you watch them playing the game and every one of them has it in their hand as they... Oh, no, damn the ball. I better put my head... <laughs> Yeah. The uh, point about the teaching the technique, Dave, we, I started to show a couple of clips. So I, one of the first clips I showed was like a TikTok, um, minute-long TikTok of Stephen Gerrard doing like unbelievable sliding. I was trying to get him to like um, just be a bit more, uh, what's the word, get Aggressive. stuck in. 
ah, get stuck in. Let's let's tame it down as well, but to get stuck in. But I mean, I guess so. So I showed him like a um, Stephen Gerrard clip of doing all these sliding tackles, and then he just took that so literally and just went down to the station and just did sliding tackles everywhere. And then so I had to adopt the Ray Wilkins. No, you got to stay on your feet. And he's like, no, but show me this thing. <laughs> anyway, I've shown him some stuff, and that does seem to resonate better with him than me telling him. Um, like to the point we were looking at Maradona stuff. <laughs> Look, he's on about Maradona and Figo now every week. Right. He does his list of who are the best, who are the best footballers in the world, and who are the best footballers in the world. And it's generally he's got like a list of five, uh, including Maradona and Figo. It's not the worst list to put together. Great conversation to be having as well. Hmm. Just never ending. Who's no. better, Messi or Ronaldo? Thankfully, that question has stopped in the last six months since it's Ronaldo decided both that shower pricks. his career was over and Messi decided she wanted to follow him pretty quickly after that. But um, now it's who's the best striker in the world, Daddy. Is it Haaland or is it Mbappe? Who should, who should Manchester United sign this summer? Do you think they'll, manage, do you think they'll sign Erling Haaland? Um, unlikely. No, unlikely, no, I'd no. say. It's not a 0% chance. It might be 0.0%. On that, uh, going off the tangent, this is the Dad Castle. Paul Kimmich can't write about this in the uh, Sunday Endo about me talking about my kids' jersey selection. The, one of my uh, one of my kids wants to get a Newcastle jersey. Yeah, which I am refusing to allow him because of the sports washing. Exactly. Uh, now again, where do you start? And where do you end with that? Is the problem? <clears throat> well, that is the very. So, what about when he wants a Dublin jersey? It, well, he already has that, which is a oh, greater go. issue. I mean, you've yeah. already, you've he also sorry. says home advantage is not important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Well, he doesn't. He, he, he won't ever see the dubs again because the GEA goes. So it's uh, you know, you he's one of the underprivileged. Um, I, I, do I just let him have the Newcastle jersey? Well, do, yeah, do we have to have those conversations with our children? My son is a Manchester United fan, and I told him that potentially there will be a change of ownership of the club in in future months that could lead to us having to have a long chat about the rights and the wrongs of it. Yeah, but, you, I mean, would Shells be your nearest League of Ireland club as well? Um, Oh, like where where we were in Rohini, so we'll be yeah. Shells or bows are probably equidistant, but um, you're, not cool, to, you're yeah. not cool enough for bows. You have to drive past shells to get to bows from Rohini. Literally, not really, you do. It's ah, at the bottom of yeah. Anyway, but look, that's by the by. Yeah, are children too young to be worrying about such things? Should I be discussing the human rights record of a yeah. a regime in Why the not? Middle East it's with that, my eight year old? It's not that difficult. The people who own this club are really nasty and if we if we buy this jersey we're giving them money do you want to give money to the nasty people yeah <laughs> well that's like, in yeah. fairness I, I have had that conversation with him now several he goes why why I, I love Alexander Isaac why can't I get his jersey and I you know again you're saying like Alexander Isaac hasn't done anything wrong here maybe he should be allowed to have his jersey but is it he? is in his every time he brings it up he goes I'm not allowed to have them because of the country that owns them so it's the first time he's ever thought about something like this that all may not be pure I don't think it's that complicated a conversation though do you know what I mean but is the issue that he that you are paying your hard earned money over to Newcastle United or that he is wearing a Newcastle jersey so if you were to get him a knockoff of some description well I was, I was is that a different conversation it's like you're actually screwing them twice so I had thought about that you know but he's the son of a... But who's making your knockoff jersey? Well, who's making your actual jersey as well? <laughs> Would you be worried that your son might go through all of your clothes and check the labels and the countries at which all of these clothes are manufactured and then bring slay them out on the kitchen? Uh, sorry, your mobile phone. Listen, listen. If we start getting into us being hypocrites... Yeah, we're, we're screwed. Kind of screwed this, there. this podcast's over. Like, <laughs> that's, yeah. But, that's, but that is a valid question. 
at what point do you have to look at yourself before you tell your son that he can no longer support Manchester United? Do as I say, not as I do, David. I mean, <laughs> one of the founding principles of the Dadcast. <laughs> and if you were, uh, it's one of the reasons I felt, I know we've kind of gone down a more sporting route, but it is still a conversation that people may have to have with their, their sons and daughters out there. If you have been a Newcastle United supporter for 60 years, 70 years, and because they are now owned by a regime that you disagree with, suddenly you just switch that tap off? No, I think that I think it's just not doable. I have a lot of sympathy for those people, a lot of sympathy for those people because they find themselves in a, a moral quandary. But his son is uh, the ultimate Johnny Come Lately. He was like just clambering <laughs> oh. aboard the bandwagon. Oh, bloody no. hell! No room, no room. <laughs> a hatchet job. Maybe he uh, doing that since back in the days of Mirandinia. He's had a <laughs> soft spot for Newcastle United. <laughs> Tino Espria, all these guys. No, he wasn't born, but yeah. You see, but the the way they consume sport that side of it doesn't exist because it's all YouTube videos and, as you say, best goals Mm. and uh, the never-ending Tog Dad, is it, and Togden and these guys, like, they don't talk about the the other side. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, look, it's pretty tricky, isn't it? I'd love to get some of our listeners' thoughts on it because... And you could you could keep extending the conversation and get into the water boundary of it. And it there's you well, it's endless. It is endless. It is endless. Yeah. Uh, Dadcast at offtheball dot com. If you want to uh, get in touch on that, um, I I don't know. Do we stream this on YouTube afterwards? We don't. We don't stream this currently on YouTube. Okay, but it is on. But it, it goes is on, on YouTube. YouTube so there yes. are comments. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Well, I should have been checking those comments. One guy always goes, "Jesus Christ," and that's it. In like a how is this happening? But then there's generally a, I love this. Okay. Well, there you go. We, our little community. Thanks very much. 50-50 is a good ratio on YouTube. We are going to see <laughs> if anybody would like to come to a live show. So we might do a live dadcast in Dublin. And then if, you know, there are other reasons for us to go outside of Dublin, we would very much appreciate that. Yeah. We would prefer that. If you would like dadcast to come to your tiny little town. To we your will parish. Come. Yeah. We will come. If there's a the hotel parishal. that we have to drive down there and stay the night down there and do a show. So we're willing to do that please follow us on Twitter at DadcastPod and we'll uh, tweet that out uh, but here's the thing none of us have any uh, blue ticks so no one sees our tweets anymore um, if a dad shits in the wood and nobody hears it will Adrian, will Adrian pick it up four days later <laughs> <laughs> probably not <laughs> had it all dried out had it, had oh yeah it, had it dried out and gone white like a dog's it was uh, summertime shit if I remember rightly <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know if it, no, it hadn't, gone, hadn't quite gone white no. right uh, uh, some email some oh, correspondence yeah. hey lads on Alan's question re number two maybe we were just lucky this was from um, a previous episode where we'd had uh, a listener talk about the second baby coming not a poo uh, just to the number two clarifying that one on Alan's question re number two maybe we were just lucky but our eldest didn't act up at all, at least that we noticed when number two arrived. He was two and a half at the time, and we didn't have a present from the newborn, had actually never heard of this approach, but we did introduce the baby to our eldest long before he actually arrived. He would listen to mum's tummy, feel it kicking, listen to bedtime stories with it, and we just tried to share our excitement with him as much as possible. So maybe that worked. Or, like I say, maybe we were just lucky. When number two arrived, he was very receptive and didn't bat an eyelid. Taking him to meet his new brother for the first time is one of my favourite memories. He couldn't get there fast enough. We had the same experience when number three arrived and on the scene. So maybe some ideas for Alan there. Love the pod, lads. Great to have you back, <coughs> says Danny Fitz. Thanks for that, Danny. So it looks like that method has worked twice with him. Yeah. So they have a proper sample size. That's interesting. I haven't heard of that before. I've heard of, you know, I'm, I'm sure at some stage we called the, the firstborn over to kind of listen to mommy's tummy and maybe feel the baby kicking or something or 
if you want to talk to the baby grand, but it wasn't like a, a methodical approach. It wasn't something we did on a regular basis. It just would have been a one-off. We might have had the thought in our minds just for one moment. But if that works, it's a good idea. I think they have got lucky, though, for it to go right for them twice. Now, in our experience, it wasn't it wasn't really a difficult one. It wasn't dreadful or anything, but you have your moments. They're still massively put out, as we talked last week. Yeah. Their world is still being turned upside down because, you know, 100% of the love on offer is no longer all being channeled in one direction. It has to be split some way. Yeah. Your heart just gets bigger, was how it was explained to me by my mom when I was a kid. Now I read it. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not true. <laughs> your, heart, your heart's fixed, fixed in size. It cannot grow. Uh, I've got one more. Would I do it? Yeah. Um, good morning. So glad you guys have continued to do the podcast. I first started listening while my wife was snoring. What's that a reference to, Adrian? It's an unusual one. I don't think we've discussed that in the pod before. No. Wives don't snore, do they, Adrian? Not that I'm aware of, Jar. <laughs> Not lately. <laughs> my wife and I are struggling with the toilet training of our now three-and-a-half-year-old son. For the last six months, we've been trying every trick and technique in the book for toilet training my young bloke. It seems to me he's just lazy and doesn't want to use the toilet, even with his rewards chart and giving him toy cars and an overall reward of a scooter when he fills his poop and wee charts. I get him to sit on the toilet and he does nothing. Then 10 minutes later, he'll do it in his undies. He does do the odd bush wee and wee isn't really the problem. It's the poop. Sometimes the undies are so bad, I just chuck it in the bin. We have all been there. (laughs) Any help, pointers, or do we just keep persevering with the praise and treats and hope it clicks? Thanks, Daniel C. in Tarago, New South Wales, Australia. I might have butchered the pronunciation. Tarago? What's your over-under on the number of pairs of underpants slash boxer shorts that you've binned over the years? uh, Incalculable. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I probably was a bit more brutal with them than I could have been. Probably they were much more salvageable, but I just assumed that as soon as it appears, it's like, no. (laughs) What do you think the percentage difference is, though, between your rate of throwing them away and your wife's rate of throwing them away? I don't know. I actually don't know. I've definitely salvaged a few. (laughs) I've salvaged a few over the years, but there is a there's a point at which it's no longer achievable. I I should I should like I had all these hippie notions of like uh, I'm not going to create more landfill and have this plastic which will outsurvive the planet. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to you know my my parents would have washed disposable nappies, non disposable. Yeah. Um, Those cloth nappies that we w- would have worn when we were kids. And then as soon as it happened... Hanging on the like, cl- washing line. No way! Oh, I got it! Because it's so disgusting. <laughs> like, it's, it's... You know, you have a vague idea what shit smells like, you think. From like, your own like, experience. Or what the... You, you, <laughs> yeah. In your own mind, you have well, you an don't. image... You, you have an image clue. of what the texture of a dump should be. <laughs> and yet, it, it never appears that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Those, like, gazillion uh, colour palettes that they have. You're like, oh, <laughs> oh... There's few things, though, as smug as a parent who has gone through this, where you're like, <laughs> yeah, we've got been there, like the oh, the charts, the sitting there for half an hour waiting, and then they get off and straight away poop in their pants. Uh, the sense that they're never going to get it. That sounds like an eldest child. Eldest child, always the worst. I was just going to say, uh, like, is, is it mentioned by, in the correspondence? By our that third, like, she was, child. and again, just I'd say, girl's a bit smarter. Like, she was um, up and ready. I want to look after myself. Uh, whereas the eldest, oh my God. 
the one thing, the one bit of advice you would always give is give up at some stage. Like, take a break. Oh, yeah. Say, Don't keep going. You know, if you've gone a month and you've tried everything and it's not improving and you're about to kill the child, just go. Yeah, not you know what? It. Let's take a month off here and let's come yeah. back when they're good and ready. I, I think it doesn't, I'm not sure, but I presume this is the potty that they're training or the potty exists. And so, like, you forget Running that. Running around after it. You do forget that, like, you, you were delighted when another human would take a shit in your kitchen. It was, like, <laughs> the best thing that happened all week. I don't think I've, I've been as proud of either of my boys since that moment. I mean, what an achievement. Get ready. Hold on a second. <laughs> it's got to the stage now, though, where, like, we, we have a bathroom beside the kitchen. And, uh, and now it's like, I can't believe that somebody would, uh, would go to the toilet while we're, while we're eating. I'm like, well, I mean, do you not remember that, like, we used to encourage them? So just squat. <laughs> Gobble and squat. <laughs> Gobble and squat. There was a restaurant called Squat and Gobble around the corner from us when we were on our J1s, and now I realise that uh, it might actually not have been. Three and a half years old, obviously, you would hope that there'll be a good di- uh, distance down the road in, in terms of getting there. I don't remember but, what age at all. Well, uh, but they re- are they in play school in Montessori? They probably are. What's the? It depends on your circumstances as well. I mean, some parents kind of need it to happen before others. Mm. If if the Montessori or the play school demands that your children are potty trained when they arrive, um, if they're going to school maybe earlier at the year age of four or four and a half, which would obviously be young to start junior infants, but some children still still do end up in that situation. That you're you really are keen for it to be in the rearview mirror at that point, but. If you can avoid rushing it and the stress and the frustration, which I know they're just words, it's just so easy to say yeah. that because I remember what it was like with our older guy. And as Nathan says, that does sound like a firstborn. So take a break. Don't stress it. It'll come good. It will come good. And there's very few nine year olds shitting their pants in school. <laughs> and if you do have one of those, we, we, <laughs> we feel your pain. But the younger, our second guy picked it up so quickly because he saw, and even the, um, you know, the way you would encourage your son to sit down. When he, even when he, if he's doing a number one if you sit down on the toilet he refused because he was going well that guy never sits down when he's doing a wee so why would I so we had to get like this giant potty huge step for him to be able to clamber up on so he could reach it from the very start and we thought it was great this is great but it, it, because of what he's seeing on a daily basis I need to replicate what he's at so if this couple ha- have a second child at some stage they will find that it is immeasurably easier but three and a half I wouldn't I wouldn't be hugely concerned. Just keep trying. Take that break if you have to. I don't think the incentives work. And boys are lazy. Oh, like, just... You go full circle. Are you back at the stage again where you're encouraging them to sit down for a number one? Because <laughs> there's nothing more... <laughs> like, oh, the, you know, child comes into the room in the morning. Nuclear, like, I'm just like going like to run into the, ba- into the ensuite there. And you're this, and they're like... You can I hear it. You can hear it like, from where I you are. I don't hear. That doesn't feel like it's hitting the water there. <laughs> so where is it going? Uh, only one place. Like it, you wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's hugely different in sound. Whereas if you woke up in the middle of the night and the house was on fire, and you sat, sat in your bed while a fireman went into the toilet and put the fire out with his actual <laughs> hose, I don't think the sound would be that different. The power, the surge that they deliver first thing in the morning. And as you say, Nathan, you're like, at best, we've got a little bit of blowback here. At best. At worst, it's going to be a cataclysmic scene <laughs> when I head in there yeah. in a few minutes. Do not walk in in your bare feet or socking feet. You need to get the shoes on before you visit the scene of the crime. And then, there are times where, I know I sent you another thing this morning about, there was a study done in Poland where Apparently, 10% of parents say in a poll that they regret having children. 
there are moments when you are on your hands and knees on a Saturday morning, maybe after a few pints the previous night, with like a huge wad of kitchen roll cleaning the bathroom floor. And the kids are in there. <laughs> we are thinking, would I be one of those ten? If I was polled on this question right now, would I be one of those ten? Yeah, I'd, I'd, look, you can say that as often as you want. I'm not, I don't think I'd encourage them to sit down. Are, would, are we at that point where you're encouraging your, your boys to sit I mean, down? Why not? You know, they're going to end up sitting down anyway because they want to use their phones. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we may as well just like train People them don't talk the, about that enough, do they? The, the actual future. <laughs> the quick piss is gone. Yeah, well, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> Lock yourself in the bathroom for like half an hour. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I was completely opposed to a dog for years I grew up in a house with no dogs I knew I'd get landed with the bulk of the jobs and yet two little dogs arrived and eight years later they're such a joyous addition to the family even with the jobs they are amazing says uh, at Austin Stacks Abu and how are you? Um, uh, people are like they're, you know the dog fraternity you don't want to get on the wrong side of them so they're people like, are afraid they're like people Exactly. People are afraid to send in their horror stories when it comes to dogs because people will judge them because of that. Big dog is big dog industry is is um, they've got a vice like grip on the mm. media and they're not letting go. Um, Have Frank, any progress in the last week or so on the no, dog front? No, it's still it's still bubbling away. We've, we've basically uh, also like our lazy kids have been too lazy, too busy to um, to deal with it. Frank Gilligan has been in touch on uh, our last YouTube to say. I'm old enough to remember listening to Ali against Liston on my dad's radio. There's lots of ways to live in the moment. Doing those things that are... We, that was our conversation. It was like... Oh, in, he was sitting with his dad listening to the wires. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but <clears throat> he's, a re- he's reflecting on that now, after the moment. We're talking about when it's actually happening, that you're ensuring that you're fully in the present but do we decide that that's <laughs> simply not possible because you're having to press pause on the moment that you're having to say I'm living in this no but yeah, right well, that's where I disagreed though I think that if you are capable of taking two seconds while it's happening to say to yourself this is class that you're enhancing your embracing of that moment rather than wasting two seconds by actually having that thought Mairead Weaver's been in touch to say I'm delighted Dadcast is back about pocket money and teenagers I have a 20 year old and an 18 year old and it's probably more expensive to keep them running Although it is easier to say no, as they definitely understand money and budgets. They both have had part-time job experience and now fully understand how hard they need to work to get a pittance. They will still tap you up for cash, though, and clothes, shoes, runners. Lately, gigs like Longitude, which for those of us not living in Dublin, is the price of a nice teenager-free week in the sun. Keep up the good work from a mammy, not a daddy. Imagine being kid-free for a full week. Wow. Do you ever wonder, though, going back to that that poll that was done in Poland. Do you ever wonder what a child-free life would be like? I mean, sometimes, but like not in a regretful way. No, but just like a wistful way, as in, what would it have been like? So I, I said to um, some friends of mine, so think of all the money that you have spent on your children. Oh, all the money <clears throat> right? that I like, had. <laughs> you're I talking spent it on my bloody kids. Tens and tens of thousands of euro. And depending on how many children you have, you can multiply that. Would you have that money now just sitting there in a bank account or would you have spent it? Well, clearly I'm going to say no. You would have, you would have just spent it all. So you wouldn't actually be any wealthier than you are now. Uh, you know, you'd have had slightly nicer food and booze and <laughs> yeah. trips. and Yeah, but you would have life. spent it though. 
Well, I don't know. You just would have spent the money on different things. Maybe at some point you start saving. Maybe you, you live in a slightly nicer house, <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, but a slightly nicer, bigger house with even more space in it and not filled with children. Um, with noise and love. Yeah, and the... Shit. Who knows? Sitter patter of tiny feet. Like, <clears throat> I mean, the whole point of sliding doors is that there are moments in your life that life goes off one direction, it goes off the other one. I mean, I don't think that... Um, your life would have been completely different. Of course it would, you know? And it also comes back to which what, something we mentioned before, that it depends whether you are in a headspace of wanting children or not. So if you don't have children and you desperately want or wanted children, that's a very different feeling to not having children, By having choice. never wanted children. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Michael Adrian Bo- Barry's desperate to get in. I can see it in his eyes. <clears throat> no, I've tried to get in three times and I've been shouted down, so... I'm, ah, you I'm, see, if you were just in person, we'd know that you, you'd give us a look... Come on, give us, give us rapid glance. fire, Adrian Barry's hot takes. Fuck off, say, other than I presume the guy who's listening to Ali Liston, like, was living in the moment he was able to record it, uh, recall it 40 odd, whatever the hell, years later. So I presume that was the point. But, um, like, that's just a constant battle, isn't it? It's like knowing to live in the moment enough without, like, acknowledging it too much and then ruining the moment. Sure, that's every day. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of a philosophy right like you have to work on that because you forget about it all the time and Michael Buckley says such a great pod I'm not yet a dad Jesus hate Christ says Alan DBS he seems to say that a lot I don't know if that's good or bad (laughs) (laughs) well look he's in touch he's kind of recalling a single moment in the po- in the chat where it's just triggering him to say Jesus H. Christ on <laughs> the podcast or if it's like an overall commentary All the on time. the general shitness yeah. of the pod. It's hard to uh, Lake Island Man says David and Amy going from one to two is like going from the championship to the Premier League. In a good way? I, I like, Or that you're so out of your depth you'd want to get relegated in your first Step up back. in quality. So we, we didn't find that and that was lulling us into the false sense of security. So we got this now, it's easy. Well, let's just go again. You all, you've always said that ever since we started recording these podcasts that you found, you found one to two a walk in the park. Yeah. Yeah. Which I found, found amazing. Well, it was we just, just found a really just knew what you were doing. You knew all of the stuff that was going to happen was going to happen and then it wasn't a shock. And... You were already absolutely completely exhausted the whole time, so it didn't really matter. Yeah, I'd be... Maybe I'm contradicting something I said three years ago on this, but I definitely found two to three was easier. One to two was just carnage. Two kids under 16 months. And I get the whole, you're tired already. But then you're really bloody tired. Now, maybe number three was just a bit easier and slept better, and I just felt a lot calmer about everything. Yeah. And definitely better at doing that thing of remembering the moments a lot better with the third whereas the first two was just it's a blur head frazzled get through this move on yeah survive that is why the um, technology obviously is far more kinder to us as parents than it would have been for our parents because even just maybe not not last week and the weekend before two boys came into us at about half seven in the morning eight o'clock in the morning and the four of us were in the bed together and I pulled the phone out and went went into Google Photos and the access that you have just right let's go back to November 2017 and then we just started playing all the videos and we were in the bed there for about 45 minutes watching all this old footage and it's just incredible it is good and it's so funny and you're trying the couple of them the at one point, he might one of them might get offended, think we're all laughing at him for what he did in this video when he was six months old. We're, yeah. we're not laughing at you. This is yeah. we're having fun here. We're, this is all of us laughing together. We're, we're having fun. 
fun. <laughs> I know. Yeah, ours are pretty good at laughing at themselves for that. It's um, which is you know, they, they didn't get that from me. <laughs> uh, I think on, on the on the point about the scaling up, we were away and I mentioned we were off to Amber Springs a few weeks ago. We were down there and nice, nice enough spot. Wow, lukewarm from the berries. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, yeah, to be honest, a bit lukewarm, Dave. I'm not going to lie about it. We were there for three nights, and it was grand. Like certainly, seeing the attraction for the kids at the ages that ours are at now, it feels sort of to get a huge amount. You know, in a couple of years' time, there's probably the stuff is a little bit too uh, young. You know, like anything beyond mm, sort of seven, eight, probably at that stage, you've probably outgrown some of the stuff that's down there, um, and it could probably just do it a bit of. Um, why is the word it felt a little bit sterile so I don't know it just needs a bit of injection of some like you're not in hospital type vibe <laughs> but if we didn't get any free stuff from them yeah. before well, <laughs> we sure as hell ain't getting do you there. not mind because I was uh, in a in a not a fa- not, well actually you could, we did bring the kids there before that every hotel is not great now like they just can't get any staff the service was, was poor. They just cannot get staff. Yeah. That's probably not unique to them. And, like, I don't want to be overly critical. Some stuff they... they I don't want to be overly critical. It's a bit like a hospital. It was three days. Um, but, yeah, it definitely... It did, like, the stuff that I think they could do with sort of upping a small bit didn't feel like such a big deal that it wasn't fairly straightforward to do, other than the service bit, which is which is definitely, I think, probably a industry-wide issue definitely industry-wide we had a great time we we really enjoyed our, our time at Amber Springs we got one of the family rooms did you get a family room in the yeah, end or yeah family room lovely lovely but just again like here's a huge big space we'll lob in a bed and that'll be it basically a what like, that's not a I, room, I, sort I, of room. I, was there a TV there is yeah <laughs> there I'm, I'm kind of at a loss though like did you want you know like a stripper pole or something <laughs> in the what was it <laughs> That they would have added that would have given you some excitement. Mirrors here. on the roof? Yeah, I mean, come on. Do you know what this room is? Uh, this hotel room is a, is a goddamn it. hotel room. How dare it be a hotel room? That's after taking it serious. Uh, well, not not having on my part. Um, sorry. But no, just sterile. That's probably the best word I could come up with. It's just like lacking a bit of personality. Well, but I think anyway. it's, getting, it's good to get an updated review because... Well, you had a very... I definitely remember uh, enjoying it, but it was the week before COVID we went there, so my entire memories are... I can't believe I was in that room with all those people at that one time. It's like, and there was 25 kids there coughing in my face, and I was comfortable with this. Okay. Um, more more reviews coming soon. The, the, I'm sure... Look, at I, here, I'm sure there's plenty of people there all the time who absolutely love it and are not as much of a curmudgeon as me, so I'm sure that... Um, <laughs> This is true. true. (laughs) Um, The point I was going to make was that we were sort of going along and we noticed like there might have been a couple there, let's say one kid, and obviously in our minds we're like, oh my God, that looks like absolute heaven. Like that's Jesus. We we dream of the days of having one kid. But And I do feel that sort of addition of the second kid for us was like, it felt like sort of more work of the same type of work. So it wasn't like absolutely sort of um, a revelation necessarily. But I do feel that then moving up to the third you kind of reflect on the one to two being less than it actually was at the time that's my view on it so when you have the third you're like you've got this experience of three crazies running around all the time and having to try and manage that so you're like oh the one to two bit was easy this thing now is much harder whereas actually when you're at that moment or you're at the moment with the one kid those parents were stressed out of their minds like yeah 
they don't you, you feel like going over the top of them on the shoulder and saying do you not appreciate how good you have this yeah because imagine, they're looking at their child you know picking something up from the floor going oh my god don't do that you haven't even yeah. noticed that your child's been on the floor for <laughs> 25 minutes but like, he's on his table, I don't know what he's doing and to be honest thank Christ let him stay there for I, the entire dinner I haven't seen my child for for 25 minutes <laughs> I mean God knows where there they was, are there was a fair bit of that there was, we were down there with some friends and there was a fair bit of that where they all sort of wander off and you were obviously very safe environment we so, were at hotel similar kind of vibe and makeup and target market to the to the Amherst Springs hotel and a dare manner <laughs> but the younger guy just went missing he disappeared and for how long uh, it, was, it probably felt not lo- longer than it was but it was definitely panic for five or ten minutes but what we, we someone had said I've just seen a child get into a lift so we there's three or four of us clambered around the security screen at the reception where they have a camera on each lift and with her watching all the lift doors on each floor open and closing, seeing we find him, there he was, strolling, <laughs> strolling around the hotel. Not a bother on him, right? Absolutely not a bother on him. But that, uh, that if that had been the first guy, I don't think we would have lost him because we would never let him out of our sight. But everything just gets easier. Yeah, yeah. It's a little and more relaxed. You know, it's going to be okay. What is your strategy in the moment? <clears throat> Pardon me. Is it to absolutely lose your shit no. so they never do it again, or oh, is it? Um, well, I guess it depends at, at what level of panic did you reach. I mean, are you out of your own mind at your, at your wits end yourself? I don't think we were because we knew like things, everything would be okay. But um, if I'm outdoors and I, if there's cars, for example, whizzing around the place or it's a car park and I can't find him and he's wandered off, I probably will get angry with them. I'll say, look, like that is, you can't do that. What you've just done, you just cannot do that. Yeah. And there was a point where he was prevented from um, playing in a certain area for two weeks as a two-week punishment because he had... He no had, more uh, lifts. <laughs> well, no, he had um, taken the previous two warnings and not heeded them and gone missing on me again. So I was like, well, that's it. You knew this punishment was coming. And in fairness, it worked. He hasn't, he hasn't okay. done it since. But uh, like there was, when you're at a point where there's mothers of other children who you don't know looking for your child, oh. that is not a world you want to be in. Everybody's judging. They say they're not. Oh, like, oh they are going straight back and going, you won't believe those guys. Clink, <laughs> 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 clink. <laughs> yeah. Ver- they'll, verbally, to your face, they'll, tell, they'll oh, say, oh, oh, look, no, we've all been that. there. We've all been there. Don't worry about it. We'll get I this haven't. sort of in their own minds. Going, My child like, would Three minutes later, that. like, not for this long, yeah. though. Not for this long. <laughs> are you worried? How worried are you? <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, are you about like eight or nine? Yeah. Well, on that cheery note, uh, that's this week's episode of Diecast. In partnership with Nivea Men. Want to feel great for your skin? Nivea Men has you covered from sensitive tailored skincare to cleansing and anti age. Try Ireland's number one men's skincare brand. Uh, Dadcast at offtheball.com is the email address. We are going to go on tour, hopefully. Uh, stay tuned to at DadcastPod and indeed some of our Twitter feeds if you can find them. Uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Dadcast with Nivea Men. Try Ireland's number one skincare brand.